This is Coach Lee, and in this video, I'm going to talk to you about the subject of playing hard to get. And if you should play hard to get to try to get your ex back, or if you should play hard to get to attract someone new, and if it's an effective way to go about getting into a relationship and bringing someone to the table, so to speak, of wanting to be in a relationship with you. So with the subject of breakups, I'm gonna look at hard to get first, and then we're gonna go into relationships and bringing on new relationships with hard to get, and if that's something you should do. So first of all, a lot of people, when I say, you should use the no contact rule, and I talk about the no contact rule, they'll say, oh yeah, play hard to get, I get it, yeah. And we've been told that hard to get, boy, that's the way to go, and if you do that, well, you're almost getting an unfair advantage. And especially women are taught from a very young age to play hard to get and that it works. And so you can imagine their frustration when they're on the phone with me on a coaching call and they will tell me, I don't know what I did wrong. I don't know why it's not working because he was interested. I played hard to get like I'm supposed to. And now I, I don't ever hear from him. He's dating somebody else. If that was just a call or two, or if that was just an opinion of mine that playing hard to get isn't effective or doesn't work. That's one thing. But over 20 years, you start to notice patterns and some of them are very strong. And the strongest one, other than no contact being the most effective thing you can do to get an ex back after a breakup, the second most noticeable thing as a relationship coach that I see where people have taken bad advice or cliches or movies or newspaper articles from the 50s and they have just assumed that they are gospel truth. Now don't get me wrong, there's plenty of guys who play hard to get as well and end up on the phone with me wondering why things aren't working, telling me I'm doing all the right things, I don't understand. I didn't call her after our first date. I haven't even reached out to her. I don't understand why she's not beating my door down. And you laugh, but it's just as ridiculous from the other way. When girls, when women act that way toward men, now, am I saying you should be easy and that you should show extreme interest right away? No, I didn't say that either. Please watch this video carefully because I'm going to help you get a better understanding of how attraction works and why most of what you hear in terms of, well, you should play hard to get is ridiculous. And it's why you're still single. It's why you don't have the person you want in your life. It actually is one of the reasons that most people will say to me, I'm not happy. I want to be in a relationship. I haven't gotten to be with the person I want to be with. And then they will explain the way that they're approaching it. And I can tell they think they're supposed to be playing hard to get. Now, again, I'm not saying that you should go overboard and that right away you should start talking about love and marriage and kids and I'm, I'm yours and calling and texting them nonstop. I'm not saying that either. So no contact. Is it hard to get? No, it's not. No contact. The no contact rule is a mature response when someone has said they don't want you in their life anymore. It's not playing hard to get because this person has made this decision. They have changed the terms of the relationship. They've ended the relationship. And so your response after a little bit of pushback, it is perfectly fine and even a good thing when they are breaking up with you or even in the next couple of days, one time to tell them, I think you're wrong. I think we're great together. 
I know that we've had some trouble, but I can work on it. We can work on it. I want us to be together. That's fine. Now, they will make a decision one way or the other. And oftentimes that is, no, I want the breakup because they just want to push through and they feel like if they can get over that hump of breaking up with you, that they can get this relief. And we actually want them to feel some relief. Take a look at my video stages your ex goes through during no contact. And I talk about the relief stage and how important it is that you stay away and let them go through that stage to get into the other stages that I talk about in that video. And I also talk a lot about that in my emergency breakup kit. And I'll link to the video stages your ex goes through during no contact. And I will also link to my emergency breakup kit in the description below. But once you have shown that you don't agree with the decision, you must respect the decision and give them the breakup, which is basically the equivalent to breaking up with them right back. And so they dumped you, well, you're going to dump them too. And that's where they can actually experience the real consequences of the breakup. And I talk a lot about this in other videos. So in terms of playing hard to get, it's not playing hard to get. It's simply refusing to bail them out of their mess, which is the breakup. In other words, if they start to think that the breakup was a mistake and that they want to get back together with you and you are right there trying to get them back, you make it really easy for them to just not have to experience the consequences, not have to have those days and nights of missing you and not having to wonder if they've lost you, which is so important. It is so important because you don't know what you have until it's gone. So when it's gone, you know what you have and they need to feel like you are gone because you feel like they're gone because they have the control. And like in other videos, I've said basically to a lot of you, your ex has become your dictator, all the control just like a dictator in real life could take your house, take your income, take your rights away. And all you can do, because you don't have any control, because this dictator has a military and whatever else behind him, all you can do is fold your hands and beg for mercy, please. You have no recourse, you have no control. But when you don't make this person a dictator, and of course, hopefully none of us will live under that, you have control, you have recourse. And so if you refuse to make your ex your dictator, then you refuse to beg, you respect the breakup, you give them the breakup. That's when control is now yours as well. And they are the ones who begin to lose grip on the control that they feel that they have when you aren't trying to fix this for them. And they start to realize, hey, this person can stay away and it looks like I could lose them. That's when they actually really have to make true considerations. You see, when they know that you're interested, they know that you want the relationship and they are the ones breaking up with you, they don't feel like they're losing you. You feel like you're losing them, but they are moving you aside. They're pushing you away. They're not losing you. You see, it's in their control. When you lose something, it's not in your control, but they are the ones who made the decision to push you away. And so we have to turn the tables to where they don't feel the control that you are out of their control and that they could lose you. And that's when they have to actually look at this from a very different perspective. And when your odds of getting them back actually go up. And again, I have an exhaustive video on this called stages your ex goes through during no contact that I will link to in the description below. And I talk about it in my emergency breakup kit that I will link to in the description below as well. Take a quick second and click the subscribe button below so that you can be notified when I have more videos like this that can help you get your ex back 
attract the love of your life or be more mindful in your life and to avoid anxiety. So click the subscribe button below. So you've probably heard me say that when you are getting back together with someone, when you use the no contact rule and over time, usually a month and a half or two, they start moving towards you, showing interest again, wanting the relationship again because they have had time to miss you and to doubt the breakup and they see your place in their life. When they have had time to do that and they start coming back to you, I have said you should be reserved. But here's the thing. That's not some fake act I'm wanting you to put on. I'm not wanting you to pretend and to be anything but genuine. You should be reserved because this person has desecrated the relationship that you two had. They were willing to walk away. And so, whereas a lot of times relationships after a breakup, after some time after the breakup can be stronger than they ever were before and become terrific relationships that can last the test of time, in the early stages when they come back to you, you should show reservation because this person hurts you, they tossed aside the relationship, you should move slowly. Now be very careful not to appear fake or like you're playing games with them, which brings us to hard to get. I have seen many times when someone has used the no contact rule and this person starts moving back toward them and then it fades away. And they're on the phone with me and they don't understand because they said, oh, the no contact rule, Coach Lee, it worked so well. And I had him or I had her right here with me and it looked like we were gonna get back together. But then they got cold. They disappeared, they stopped texting, they stopped calling. And I'm asking, well, what, what did you do? What, what happened after they came to you? What was your response? And it's usually one of two things. Either the person who was getting their ex back went overboard in terms of they acted too easily gotten back, which can give the other person sort of a buyer's remorse type thing, that it was too easy, they didn't have to earn it, and it came to a grinding halt, an immediate halt. It was like, we're broken up and now, boom, we're back together in a snap of a finger. It needs to happen a little more slowly, like we are earning this back. This person is earning it back. The two of you together are earning it back. And it's so much better when it takes a little bit of time and it feels more real. It feels more genuine and like it's actually something that is supposed to happen and not just because a breakup is difficult. But if it happens too quickly, a lot of times the person who did the dumping can have kind of a buyer's remorse type of thing because they don't feel like they earned it back and it makes all that worry and pain that they felt when they wanted you back, it makes it kind of feel like, oh, well, that wasn't even necessary. I could have just fixed this. I could have just gotten it back in the snap of a finger and actually they would have fixed it for me. So that's oftentimes what can make the relationship not work out when the other person comes back to you after a breakup. But the other side of that is that if you are too cold and the other person just feels like they can't win with you, that maybe they have messed it up completely forever by breaking up with you and you're just not ever going to thaw and you're not ever going to truly give them that chance again and take the relationship to heart again and reunite again that you are just holding out. That's a problem too and I see a lot of breakups that look like they're going to be resolved and that the people are going to get back together again and then that happens and it doesn't happen. And a lot of times this person will say, well, I thought I was supposed to play hard to get. 
So some of the people who talk about playing hard to get because a lot of people like the way it sounds. It sounds magical, like it's some strategy you have to smirk when you do it because you're just so darn cool. And it's something that Hollywood has kind of played up that, oh, if you play hard to get, that the other person will just chase. And I hear, well, guys like to chase, I know that. Or I will hear, well, women like to chase, right? So that's letting her chase. Or I'll hear, if it's easy, they won't appreciate it. Now, all of those, those three statements I made, men like to chase, women like to chase, and if it's easy, they won't appreciate it, are generally speaking true. I'm not saying they're false. But what happens is this. If the other person becomes too frustrated and starts to think that in the chase that they cannot catch you, they will give up. You're looking at a guy who has seen it so many times that there's no doubt in my mind that you can do this way too much and that it's strong medicine and you just need a little bit. And really what you're doing is you're not playing hard to get. You're not playing a game. It's just that you want to make sure that this is a good thing for the for you and for the other person and that this relationship would make sense. One of the best mindsets to have is if the right person comes along, I'm interested in being in a relationship. If the right person comes along, don't put the cart before the horse. And so letting things move naturally is not playing hard to get. It's not trying to cause frustration in the other person. It's not trying to play a game with him. It's still progressing. Things are still moving forward. You're not trying to purposely frustrate or stifle the other person. Because here's a secret. Everyone, male or female, wants to know that they are interested in, that you are interested in them, that they are desired, that they are wanted. They don't want to feel like they're not. If you play hard to get and it causes them to feel that way, you will be hard to get because they will leave and no one will get you and you will be alone. If the other person is not attracted to you, then there's not anything that can motivate them to be in a relationship with you. But if they are attracted to you, you don't have to try to stifle them and hold them back and play hard to get. It doesn't make any sense because if playing hard to get is designed to make you attractive, if that's what you think you're doing, if the other person is already interested in you, you don't have to do that. If they're not interested in you, then we're going to talk about what you need to do going forward in this video, but hard to get is not the thing to do. You should be your most attractive self if you want to attract this person. And that means that you have a passion in life and that I wouldn't say that you're broadcasting it, but that if people are around you and they know of you, then they know what that passion is and they know that you are pursuing that. That's a very attractive thing. That's a sexy thing. Someone who has a passion in life. Someone who has friends because we all value social proof to large degree. And so when someone has friends, not only do we see them around people and see other people interacting with them, which says this person is good with people. They're good in relationships. People like them. That's kind of how people will think about it, even though they won't use those words in their thoughts. They'll just notice it's social proof. It proves you're a good catch that you're somebody who it would make sense to be with because other people see your value as well. Respect yourself. And that would mean that when you dress, that you dress because you value yourself. You don't just dress and go out and look frumpy or mismatched or have nasty shoes that need to be tied. You wear pants, gentlemen, that fit and show that you have a body that's worth looking at and admiring.
instead of hanging off of you like a raw egg falling off of a nail. It's not so much to impress others as it is you value and respect yourself and you know that you have good things to show, that you have good things to demonstrate. And so that's what you're going to do because you value yourself. Your shoes, they're gonna look good. They're gonna be nice shoes because you respect yourself and you know you deserve to wear nice shoes. And also another way that you can be attractive and work on your attractiveness is to have empathy for other people. Because when people notice that you have empathy, that you sympathize and empathize with someone else's situation, that you don't just only think of yourself, but that you recognize when someone else is being mistreated or when someone else is being hurt, when you can do that, that is a very emotionally attractive quality. Men and women both in their partners will value that. And when that's noticed, the other person assumes they will get the same kind of treatment from you because everyone wants to feel like the other person is thinking of them, that they're not being inconsiderate or selfish or a narcissist, but that this person who maybe I might be in a romantic relationship with, that they will look out for me. They will think of me. They will think, what would he like to do? What would she like to do? Should I say that? Is that hurtful? Should it always be about me? No, it shouldn't. It should be about this person. What do you want to do tonight? Or what would you like to do this weekend? Or what's your favorite food? That if you are a person who only wants to be in a relationship because you practically want to feel worshiped and desired and lusted after or whatever, and you're not even thinking about the other person, but they just serve one mission and that is to build you up. Well, that's not what anybody wants. Those are very short-term relationships usually if they even happen. And so when another person recognizes empathy in you, that is emotionally very attractive. And so you want to be attractive physically, intellectually, and emotionally, all those areas. You want to be the whole package. And so that's what you should be working on instead of trying to make it difficult for this person to get with you because people tend to give up. Now, you may say, well, I want a person who won't give up. Well, don't we all? But this person doesn't know you. And I talk to so many men who are traumatized from approaching women who reject them and then this woman was playing hard to get. Because I talk to them and, and I will hear situations where they're out somewhere and a man approaches them and she says, well, I, I shut him down at the start, of course, because I, I needed to play hard to get. I, one woman even said, I wanted to see him try harder, like he was her dancing monkey. That woman, <laughs> I would tell men to stay away from if you have that attitude. And if a man has that attitude, I would tell the woman to stay away from him. You should not simply want to see the other person do something when you're dealing with rejection and hurt and trauma even, because a lot of these men, I will try to help get a date and they're afraid to approach women because they have been rejected so many times. And it's really, it's a sad state of affairs because a lot of times the women are playing hard to get and think they're doing what they're supposed to do. now. Then there's the mix in there where they're not interested. But because we have this idea that we need to play hard to get, it's hard to know which one it really is. And so a lot of men, it's difficult after a while of trying this, just getting them to even approach a woman. And then you have women who will tell me, well, I've never approached a man. I've never put myself out there. I've never tried that because they're afraid of rejection. And so using rejection as a tool to try to attract someone makes no sense. There needs to be some progress where the other person can feel your interest. As long as it's not going overboard, but things are moving, that is when you are in the best situation to develop a relationship with this person. But I have had the rare opportunity to speak to 
someone on both sides of the situation where one of them was playing hard to get and the other one just thought, well, they're playing hard to get and gave up. And then the person who was playing hard to get was all sad because the other person wasn't interested. It was because it seemed so difficult. Don't make it difficult on people. Don't make it where their frustration is a key part of your strategy to attract them. But not only because it's kind of sick, but also because it does not work. This is 20 years talking. This is listening to men tell me how terrified they are of approaching a woman because they've been rejected so many times over the years. This is listening to women say, I don't understand. I really like this guy. And now he's dating someone else and I just don't get it. And when I ask a few questions, I find out she thought she was supposed to quote, play hard to get. And she had made it difficult on this guy. She had called nights short even before they got into her house where she just closed the door. Said, will you have a good night? Close the door and made him walk away feeling like she wasn't interested. Like maybe there was something wrong with him. Maybe he was ugly or dirty or who knows. And this woman thought she was going to attract him that way. And a lot of this goes back to an article that was in a newspaper in the forties or fifties. And I won't say the name of the columnist, but she kind of developed a reputation and became famous for giving women the advice of playing hard to get. Now, did she follow up with these women to see if it worked? I don't know how she could do that. She didn't write an article saying she had. So beware of the advice that comes from anyone, coaches included, who can't give you case studies and can't tell you when they have followed through and they have seen the aftermath. Because I have. I'm not just telling you things that sound good or that get clicks on YouTube videos. I'm telling you what I've seen work and what I've seen haven't. And so I hope that that can be valuable for you. That's why I made the emergency breakup kit. I developed that after nearly 20 years in the relationship coaching service. And now that it's been 20 years, I'm still very confident in its ability to help you get your ex back after a breakup. It's called the emergency breakup kit. I also have the emergency marriage kit. And very soon, based on the timing of this video, I am releasing my course on anxiety which will be called Peace from Anxiety. So join my mailing list at myxbackcoach.com. That's myxbackcoach.com so that you can be notified when that course is ready. But if you like this video, please take a moment and subscribe. It just takes a second to click subscribe and you can be notified when I have more videos like this. This has been Coach Lee and as always, thank you for watching.